Drunk Dish contains adult language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. You never know. It's so much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. You know, we'll just fix it in post. You can't. That's not how it works. <laughs> I know. I like saying it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Drunk Dish or Welcome. Either one or whatever works for you. Welcome. (laughs) Where three delicious dishes explore food history and get pickled in the process. This is episode number 16. Whoa. The Great Maple Syrup Heist. Woohoo. So, um, oh, I'm Melissa. I'm Amy. And I'm Kate. Oh, and Kitten's moving in his bag causing all sorts of noise. Crunchy, crunchy. Please stop. Um, So now that we've introduced ourselves, every episode we ask ourselves one food-related question. Uh, Kate, what's our question for this episode? Okay, so... That we did not talk about in advance. We didn't. (laughs) And so this might be a real surprise for you guys. Um, Okay, so what I was thinking about was... um, Actually, when I was thinking about this episode... Uh, my question was going to be twofold. It was I was going to try to rile up, rile you guys up, and see whether we could get a Mrs. Butterworths or um, I don't know what's. The I other? think Melissa and I are on the same side yes. as Aunt this. Jemima. Yeah. Which side are we on? Oh, on, neither. On well, the... if you're gonna eat a fake syrup, yeah, Mrs. Butterworth, yeah, okay, because it tastes like butter, yeah, right. But otherwise, pure maple syrup, right? Yeah. Okay, so that was that was gonna be the first question was. Um, is there a time when pure maple syrup is superior and is there a time when like faux maple syrup is superior Mm, that's a good question so i would answer that by saying like i cook with maple syrup sometimes like specifically like if i'm making um squash i will or i'll Oh, yeah. Put maple syrup like in when I'm roasting the squash. And I would never use $15 worth of real maple syrup. Right. Because that's how much like maple syrup's a million dollars. So I wouldn't do that. Like I wouldn't put maple syrup in my squash mm. and put it in the oven to roast it. Yeah. Um. So. But on the other hand, if I'm having pancakes, I'm going to eat real maple syrup. See, I have the exact opposite. Mm. Okay. Okay. Same. I, okay. When I use maple syrup as a sweetener, I'm using real maple syrup. So okay. I put, ma- I, I put maple syrup in my coffee. I don't use oh. sugar. Oh, that sounds it's, delicious. It's really good. It my does friend, sound delicious. My friend Mary, who probably doesn't listen, but if she does, hi. Hi, Mary. Got Mary. Hi, Mary. Oh, Mary. Oh, Mary. Um, we sh- love you today, Mary, and we're thinking about you. Oh, that's true. Mm. Don't. Okay. No. Um. <laughs> She, um, I was at her house because she's a hairdresser and she was doing my hair. Not that there needs to be a reason for me to be at her house. That was weird. Um, <laughs> and she made like iced coffee with almond milk and um, maple syrup. And that it was sounds, so yeah, that sounds delicious. delicious. Good. And yeah. I was like, well, I'm trying to cut down on the amount of like processed sugar I sure. consume. So I started using maple syrup in my coffee yep. and I never turned back. Yep. Yep. Unless I'm being lazy and yeah. then I'll use sugar. But Generally, I'll use maple syrup in my coffee. And then if I'm sweetening a, a dessert or anything like that, I'm always going to use pure maple syrup because I don't want any of those off flavors from well, right. like a so Mrs. Like, Butterworth or right. whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
so when I would make like squash um, or even um, like if I was going to do baked oatmeal or something like that, mm. um, then it would really just be the, for the maple flavor. So it would mm. not necessarily be for the sweetener part mm-hmm. of it. So but I can totally I to- the idea of maple and almond milk and coffee sounds amazing. I, mean, I don't like almond milk generally, but she gets um, the like fancy almond milk. That's expensive that I don't get. So mm. <laughs> maybe that's why it's not good. almond breeze. It's the one. It's the one in the pretty bottle. Mm, the right. like the like water droplet shaped bottle. Okay. It's white. But anyways, anyway, um, talking about. So that's good. So, but I use soy milk in my coffee and then maple syrup. Yeah, that um, sounds. Good. Yeah, the only time I would use Mrs. Butterworth is if, if like we made pancakes. Um, because I like how buttery it is. But yep. even that we've moved away from. We use. And if I go out someplace, like if I go to a diner and I get like waffles or pancakes, I ask for the the, the real, real maple, maple syrup, syrup. and yeah. I get that upcharge for getting the real maple yeah. syrup. So I don't really know why I ever used Mrs. Butterworth. Um, I think it was. I think as a kid, it was just that was cheap. just like well, when I was yeah. a kid, we always had real maple syrup, but we also made maple syrup. Yeah. So that was the other half of my question, but. What were you going to say, Amy? Essentially everything Melissa said. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. I mean, we like when I cook, like if I make candied carrots or whatever, like I want to use real maple syrup, huh. not okay, not yeah. like imitation maple syrup. But again, I grew up like having made maple yeah. syrup. Like mm-hmm. we, uh, my parents had maple trees on their yeah. their property, and we would tap them every spring and and boil them over an open fire. Oh my fire. god, which is a nightmare. Yeah, it was but you have to do it outside. It's amazing. We did it inside. No. Oh, no. No. <laughs> the we whole... ruined the ceiling of the kitchen. Yeah, the one experience I remember was doing it inside. Oh, no. My uh grandmother also used to make candied rhubarb. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've never heard of I've never what? My laptop went to sleep or shut the screen off. It's 90, fine. We're 90, good. 90, okay. We're fine. Laptop. It's a new laptop. I'm just figuring things out. <laughs> It's funny panicked. because if you're listening, you're like, why is Melissa explaining this? So for those of us in the room, she made a panicked yeah. look on her face. <laughs> those of you listening, you can't you see, see it. That. No, so, sorry. No, yeah. it's anyways. Fine. But yeah, that. So I was gonna, I was gonna um, say everything that Melissa said. Essentially, cool. All yeah. right. Well, that's a good answer. Good, good <laughs> job, guys. So that was really, really the number one. The other question was. Um, Sort of talking about make, making maple syrup, but it, mm. I don't know if that's part of your part of your presentation this afternoon. Um, that's, that made me feel like I was in class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How the tables have turned, yes. Professor Amy. Dun, yes. dun, dun. Uh, I will be talking a little bit about how, okay. you, how you make maple syrup, just but just very briefly. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I made it as a kid growing yeah, up with my too. folks. It was a lot of fun. It's one of like the happiest memories of my childhood and if not making it ourselves making like uh our spring pilgrimage to all the maple houses there's uh, in our the town that i grew up in there's like a like a mountain ridge that there's probably like 30 different uh sugar houses and maple houses that really that range from like coal fire to like like oil boilers like wood burning boilers like all like that range and 
in like history from being like 100 or like 150 years old to being more modern State of the art yeah interesting so we always go and we take the kids and it's like a thing like like now that we move back i'm happy we move back because we can do that but we'll take the kids we'll like pick up some apple cider donuts Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. get some maple candies or like those like little vials of like just pure maple syrup that you can like oh the like yes chug yeah and then we'll we'll go and tour the maple houses and then we'll be like and the whole air smells so sweet i just yeah i want to go up for maple season really bad we greg and i just had apples like real fresh apple cider donuts for the first time today Oh really? Where, yeah. Where'd you get them? Well, the, at the um, highway. Oh yeah. There's the yes. little shack yep. that makes yep. like ap- actual apple mm-hmm. cider donuts, and I mean they were it, they were very good, but I would still take a yeasted donut over a cake donut any day. I think yeah. you just have to know what you're in, even for. if it's like a, I think you just right like it a, was delicious, but like if we're comparing right donuts, right. yeasted donut still it's not yeah, yeah exactly like I. Yeah. Yeah. I eat like for me, apple cider donuts are a must have at a fair. Mm hmm. And they're it a must-have really really during good. maple season. It made me very thirsty. Right. Yeah, they're right. very heavy, we got, too. Um, well, because they had a couple different versions. They had plain maple glaze mm. or cinnamon sugar. And mm-hmm. I, we got the cinnamon yeah, sugar Yeah, that ones. would be my, my choice, too, yeah. out of the three. So, I mean, they were very good. But it was the first time I'd actually had one. Otherwise, I had only had the ones that, like, the pre-made, like, you buy it, like, market basket yeah and those aren't the same market basket, market basket. <laughs> and, uh, like they come in like a little bag yeah so it's it's still processed like older and cake donuts like next day or not yeah they're just not as good or not good at the, all getting them like warm like fresh that was the thing like she literally oh. took it off of the tray and like gave it to me and then i was like these aren't making it home and greg was like are you gonna eat mine too and you're like and i was like very possibly no yes. well no after i ate one i was like oof <laughs> uh, no thank you nice excellent well that was that was uh that's a good a good answer yay yeah. maple syrup melissa what are we drinking today so we are drinking one of my favorite alcoholic beverages with a twist. Um, I know I said that we probably weren't doing any more like bourbon or whiskey drinks. It's cool. <laughs> but um, we are going to be making a drunk dish maple sour. <gasps> oh, so it's a whiskey sour made with <coughs> bourbon. Um, and I just kind of altered it a little bit um, to make it a little bit more fall and a little bit more maple. So it's bourbon, fresh lemon juice, fresh lime juice, mm. um, maple syrup, some cardamom bitters, Cinnamon and then aquafaba. Do mm. either of you know what aquafaba is? You've mm-hmm. told me before and yeah. I do you've, not remember. We've had at least one beverage yeah. with it. I don't think I made a beverage with it. With foam? Yeah. yeah. Did I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit, did I make a whiskey sour? I don't think so. <laughs> no. I, I don't remember. It, it didn't have maple syrup it in it. definitely didn't I have know maple that. syrup in it. So this is still new. Yeah. I don't know what I would have made with aquafaba. can't remember. But anyways, if you don't know, aquafaba is the juice from cooked and preserved um chickpeas Mm. so it's a replacement for egg whites in a drink to make like a cocktail foam yes i remember you saying which is just kind of really nice and luscious and like surprisingly delicious yeah really maybe maybe we haven't had one on the show maybe we've just had one maybe we've just made one i don't know that i've made one because it's like i'm a little nervous about making sure that everybody gets a foamy beverage Mm. so i don't know yeah but anyway so that's what we're making so we're going to Uh, take a quick break and then actually I'm really excited because this is going to be our first episode where we have a promo 
Woo! Um, so we'll be running a promo for another podcast, Grand Rapidians Play Video Games, um, which are really great. Um, so check them out online. But we'll be running a promo for that. And then we'll be right back with some drink history. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Check out our podcast, Grand Rapidians Play Video Games. Every episode we review a beer. Talk about games we play. And recommend a podcast or something else. I'm Willie. I'm not your normal beer snob. I've been to more than 150 different breweries, but I always keep hams in the fridge. (laughs) I'm Ginger, and I am in the first Guinness World Record Book video game edition on the Tetris page. I'm Simon, and I can usually kick their butt in most video games. (laughs) We drink while we record. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yes, we do. (laughs) Find us wherever you find podcasts, and enjoy. Okay. Everything's sticky. Mm. Don't okay. get sticky on the headphones. Everything's sticky. <laughs> so we're back. Yay. We have drinks. Yay. And the foam is kind of dissipating on them because I didn't make them fast enough, but they look so fancy. Whatever. So yeah, we've got our whiskey sours. I got some cinnamon across the top of the foam, which is delish. Oh, it smells so good. And we're going to cheers and I'm going to say clink. Not the other word that I've been saying constantly that is racist. Oh, and, no. I, and, I never noticed that. Yeah, no, I notice it every episode. Oh, no. That's good. Oh so my, much. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Whiskey sour is one of my favorite drinks. Yeah. Which is wild. Wow. Um, we did use bullet bourbon in this, which is a sweeter bourbon. Oh, It's one of the good. sweeter ones. Yeah. Um. Which is why I love, like, Jameson whiskey is really the only whiskey that I drink because it's, like, sweet. Mm -hmm. Bullet's very similar. This is real good. Wow. Yeah. And it's got so much citrus in it. It, That's my favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love citrus so much. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. Wow. Um, Wow. That is delicious. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you pick this drink? Um, So just because I put maple in it. Okay. (laughs) That's it. I was looking at maple cocktails and I didn't like any of them. Okay. So I said, you know what? I'm going to make a whiskey sour and I'm going to put lime in it as well as lemon. And I'm going to put some maple syrup in it. And then I added the cardamom bitters later on. So is which this I'm a, actually pleased with. A Melissa drunk dish invention? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So it's the drunk dish maple sour. Nice. So it's it's a standard whiskey sour, essentially. I just kind of added some stuff. So what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about sours and kind of how they came to be and all that sort of stuff. Cool. Like, um, most of this information came from Wikipedia and then differdsguide.com. Mm-hmm. I do have a bone to pick with Differds. So they're like kind of like an encyclopedia of liquor, basically. Um, they're really great. I love them. But anytime you try and click on anything or like save a picture, a big box comes up and blacks out the screen and says that everything's copyrighted and you can't use any of it. That's what you use the snipping tool for. Oh, well, no, I just search it on Google because the pictures aren't theirs. The pictures oh, are of like dumb. of like the bartender's guide, like a book that exists that anybody can take pictures of. Like that's my issue with it. And all yeah, the information, to, all yeah. the information. Now, granted, they write it in their own way, but all the information like there were literally lines that were directly from Wikipedia. Like it's all information, but like they don't let you do any like if you even accidentally right click. You get this box that pop up, pops oh, up that's I like this is like all that. copyrighted. And I'm like, OK, cool, whatever. But they do have a lot of good information that you could definitely find elsewhere. (laughs) But they do kind of compile it all in one place, which is nice. 
So the re- the majority of this information comes from there and Wikipedia. Okay. So um, sours, essentially. So sours are like a whole family of cocktails. They don't just, they are not just the whiskey. Okay. Sour. There's like that. rum sours and gin sours. Um, basically any cocktail that contains a base spirit. So like gin, vodka, rum, bourbon, uh, citrus juice, and a sweetener is a sour. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep smacking my lips. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so the combination of base spirit, water, sugar, and citrus means that a sour is basically a scaled down punch. And punches are essentially the earliest form of a mixed beverage. Um, but we're not going to talk about that really because that could be a whole... Okay. Other episodes, like the earliest form of like, hey, everybody, let's go get fucking blasted. Yeah. Um, The British Navy is considered to have popularized the sour. Some think they may have also invented it. Rum was the official beverage of the British Navy, um, as we talked about in our Food Deserts episode. Mm -hmm. And to help combat scurvy and malnutrition, the sailors would mix their rum rations with lime juice to make a mixture known as grog. Next fact is something that I didn't know. And then when I told it to Greg earlier, he like completely was like, yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> that sounds that sounds very on brand for Greg. Yeah, that's, uh, that's this development led to the British sailors being known as known as limeys mm. because of the mixture of limes with rum and also led to the phrase too many and you'll be groggy in the morning. Ah. So that's where groggy comes from. Huh. That's what I said. I was like, oh, I didn't know where groggy comes from. And Greg was like, grog. And I was like, shut up. Oh, um, huh. so know it all, Greg. <laughs> he's very smart. He is. So sailors brought punches and grogs when they docked. Um, and punch houses were first established in London in the 1600s. Um, this is a very short about, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, the first record of a sour appears in an 1850 in 1856 as part of a handwritten list of 107 mixed drinks offered at the Ma- Mart Ackerman Saloon in Toronto, Canada. The first known recipe for a sour appears six years later in Jerry Thomas's 1862 book, The Bartender's Guide. There are some pictures of that in the drive. It's nothing fancy. It's like literally just a picture of the book and a picture of the page where sours are mentioned. Cool. Um, The oldest known mention of a whiskey sour comes eight years later in a Wisconsin newspaper, The Waukesha Plain Dealer. Um, This is very like God heavy. I don't know what this means. I don't interpret Okay. God shit. But this is what was said in the paper. And this is the first known mention of a whiskey sour. Uh, Then may God have mercy on your soul, say I, taking a drink out of me cousin's glass. Amen, says the Methodist as he ordered another whiskey sour. (laughs) I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know. The addition of egg white to sours dates to well before 1922 when Robert Vermeer wrote in his 1922 cocktails how to mix them. A few drops of egg white improves all sours. So that's talking about the egg huh. white top that I replaced with aquafaba, which really mm-hmm. does like the first Smooth. time I used it, I was like, this seems dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, why would I put freaking chickpea juice? Yeah. In my drink. Why would I put egg white in my juice? Yeah. In my juice. In my drink. <laughs> Unlimited juice. Your grown up juice. Uh, my grown up juice. <laughs> We're going to have a juice That's party. That's what I call alcoholic beverages to my children. Well, I mean, it's not yeah. necessarily it's wrong. It's not wrong. Especially this. This is mostly citrus. Right. Yeah. And I mean, so, if you're drinking wine, how different is it yeah. really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but then I tried it in a whiskey sour and I was like, this is amazing and I'll never go back. I have yet to try an egg white. And yeah, that just scares me. Yeah. Like having raw egg stuff scares me. Yeah. Well, but, but in America. That, yeah. 
Well, in America, too, there is a lot less danger when it comes to eggs. Mm. I say danger. We're a little over overprotective. I mean, they don't pasteurize eggs overseas. and I do have a cut in my tongue. Um, that's a, <laughs> I have two ulcers on my upper lip right now. So, yeah, mm-hmm. the citrus is good. I used to avoid it because it causes, it can cause, if you're already prone to mouth ulcers, like citrus, especially like fresh pineapple and stuff, can like just make them pop up. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, but I love citrus too much. So I just decide to suffer and throw caution yeah. to the wind. Yep. It is what it is, baby. It's this is real good, though. Oh, um, it's delicious. But yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Very short. Mm, nice job. Which is good, because our next episode, very long. Mm. Excellent. <laughs> oh, also, we didn't even talk about the fact that it's my birthday. Oh, yeah. We didn't. <laughs> Sorry. I was still swallowing. <laughs> Kate, you sounded like such a bitch. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You're the least bitchy person I know, but the way you said it was like, oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Say happy birthday to Melissa. It is Melissa's birthday. It's Melissa's birthday. That is a fact. Congratulations. Thanks. I'm closer to 40 now than before. Wow. Well, that's great. Yeah. We all know. You still look gorgeous. We all You're so fun. (laughs) You can't say it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it to Kate. Well, we all know when you turn 30, you die anyway. So I've been dead for a while. Clearly. We all have yeah. true yes. clearly. Yes. See, that's the thing I can say that includes all of us. <clears throat> right. Yes. Yeah, we'll just we'll just wrap us all. Let up me there. tell you, I work with some twenty year olds and the thought of being thirty is like, what to them? <gasps> They're so annoying to me now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, At the risk of sounding like an old Betty, like I just hear like uh, not all young people, because I teach young people and sometimes <laughs> You young people. Yeah, the youths in my class. The youths? Uh, they the say like youths. really profound, like inspiring things, and they give me hope for the future. Oh but, yeah, no, Zoomers are our future. <laughs> yes, but sometimes too, They're I hear assholes. One of them talk, and I'm just like, "What the fuck?" Were you at? Was it at the Arizona meeting where they had the guy with his son? So yes. his son is a Zennial, and his dad is a Gen Xer. Yes, and they were just shitting on millennials the whole fucking and his time. Shit, it was so bad. They're, it was so bad. They're from Minnesota, but we won't say their names. I don't remember their names because they yeah. were forgettable. Yes. But the kid was super annoying. He was like, we like everything tailored to us and we need choices and experiences. And I was like, OK, like everybody else on the fucking planet. Yeah. He wasn't the type of Zoomer that's going to save the world. And he makes. He was an entrepreneur Zoomer. Yeah. Which is like <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Like he he's making he doesn't money. He get the title of Zoomer. He's a Because Zenial. his dad has a marketing firm. Yes. And his dad was like, I can profit off of my child's experience and generally generational know-how. Yeah. But most Zoomers are great. They're going to save the planet. Yeah. So we shouldn't shit talk them too much. No. Zoomers in general are amazing. Yeah. You're way better than millennials. Mm-hmm. I say that as a millennial. But I don't think that's true. Millennials have been through some fucking shit. We have been through a lot, but like we are just beat down and tired right, and but we that's, need that's someone. That's what I'm saying. That's not our fault. Like that doesn't make them better than us that we've been mm. shit on for our entire lives and ha- don't have any opportunities. And now we're trying. We're, I mean, millennials started the kind of change in the political discourse. Yeah. It's just the Zoomers that are going to they're gonna take it across the finish line and really make it. Um, what's the word like adaptable and yeah and all that stuff 
I think a fun thought experiment like, is to I don't ask know. I don't know any fucking zoomers. people of different generations what they would do if they won the lottery. Yeah. And uh, yeah, boomers are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> they, boomers will be like, I'll buy my second vacation home. Yeah. <laughs> Millennials are like, I will pay off my student loans. And my medical Period. <laughs> End. That's it. That's all no, I can do. I feel like Gen Xers are also going to say I need to pay off my student loans and my Gen- medical debt. Although my brother is, a, is Gen X. And I mean... Kate has some things she wants to say. I can tell. I have nothing to say. Oh, okay. And I think that that's how Gen Xers are all right <laughs> yeah. now. That's why they're being, yeah. We're just like, the- fuck. Yeah. That's like what we are. It's like, I don't have time to care anymore. Like, truly. Yeah. I got a mortgage to pay. Yeah. I was and one medical of the- bills and I was, student loans I was one and of my the- kids' student loans. Yeah. So, fuck. I was one of the idiots that got in yeah. when they were giving loans to everybody, even though they shouldn't have been. Right. So, right. I still have yeah. that really terrible mortgage to, to pay, whereas millennials just can't get a house. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. I, yes. All yeah. The, yeah all how those. did this... Okay. How did this start? Yeah. This sidebar. Show? This was not... This is a deep dive Gen- sidebar. No Generational thanks. sidebar. Generational mm-hmm. sidebar. Mostly because I was stalling so that I could load up my notes. That's how this happened. Well, and we were talking such about... Such a millennial move. <laughs> oh, my God. And such a... Oh, I can never remember which one of you is Virgo and which one of you is Libra. You're Virgo. Virgo. Okay, yep. That, really? that track. Really? You can't remember? Yeah, you no, can't remember? I mean... Because I'm not good at that oh. astrological shit. Just, I'm a know-it-all. And Libras are like, whatever you think. Yeah, no, it's I fits. mean, sometimes. But sometimes, whatever I think. Like, that's... that's <laughs> And Scorpio's like, yo, you want to fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Nailed it. Oh, boy. So generational slash Zodiac. My my friends. Sidebar. (laughs) My friends at Season of the Bitch would be very proud right now talking about astrological signs. I know nothing about it. Let's move on. Okay. (laughs) So maple syrup. (laughs) Yes. So we're talking about maple spirits. Maple Maple spirits. Ooh, spooky. So for those of you out in radio land. I know it's not Halloween anymore. (laughs) Yes. You don't know what day it is that we recorded this, but I'm going to tell y'all it's the day after Halloween or two days after Halloween. I'm bad at math. (laughs) (laughs) It's still Dia de los Muertos. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yes. It ends today. Oh, I didn't realize it ended today. Very cool. Yeah. We're going to have to do an episode on that at some point. It's on the list. Okay. And yep. get some actual people with actual col- cultural knowledge. Yeah, that would be good. I don't want to tackle that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to make shit up about Mexicans. That's well, a great okay, way to get boomer. <laughs> okay, boomer. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about maple syrup tonight. Just for the record. <laughs> We've been drinking I actually for a know bit. some boomers that have are like effed more than Oh any no, of for the sure. <laughs> well that's so. the thing. Boomers can't afford to retire right now. Right. right. Well, here's part of the problem too. Boomers is a pretty wide range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like my aunt Frances was a boomer. Right. She was at the very beginning, beginning. of boomers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but my mom's also a boomer. Right. Yep. And like I think I would guess that with boomers. And millennials, and the reason why I think they a lot get grouped together is because, um, I would guess that the disparate, the 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 difference difference between the haves and the have-nots in the boomers and in the millennials categories is a wider yes, you know. Whereas like the Gen Xers and the Gen Yers, I think there's a little bit. It's a Isn't little bit. Isn't Generation Y millennials? No. I think Generation there's... Y is Zennials. No, that's Generation no. Z. 
I think you're right. I think the wise are the millennials, yes. or it's like, or it's Why like the wise in between. I don't no, know because millennial wise is are like in their twenties. Yeah, that's millennial. Millennial, yeah. No, millennial, like no, like, millennial is a huge oh, that's so swath. Weird. Millennial is like nineteen eighty to like ninety four generation. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I was other, just gonna that's say. That's the other thing about this is this is very, very, very much just an American thing. Like the rest of the world doesn't think of their populations as generate. Like I don't gener- know that that's is that no, true. It, this 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 like whole idea of the culture behind the difference between the different generations, gen- generations. The different a lot There's wow words that said yeah this. sorry guys but i have a lot of drinks in my body yeah no guys, i have only a half we of a one really, drink in my we, body but i have zero <laughs> drinks for the last six months in my we body really so. <laughs> me just spilled we really need to get on topic can we just cut all of this out <laughs> holy shit guys I also started drinking really early because it's my birthday, even earlier than normal. I drank like half a bottle of wine before Amy got here. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I'm like dripping. Alcohol. I used my big wine glass. I just drank water. I didn't pack a spare shirt for tomorrow. So that means if I get pulled over for speeding again on the way home, I like, mean, cop is going to smell alcohol. It's, all most, over it's me. mostly citrus, to be fair. Yeah. Okay. All right. We really. <laughs> Kate, yay. We're in no good company. Yes. Kate also We really need to get on track. Okay, we maple need- syrup. Yes. Have you ladies heard of the maple syrup heist? Yeah. I might have. I added Jesus. it to the list. My boob. <laughs> oh my god. Guys, fuck. It's going to be a long night. Died. It's going to be a long. Okay. <laughs> so, the maple syrup heist happened relatively recently. I think this is probably the most like recent history thing that we've covered so far. Okay. Um, which I think is interesting. Is it really warm in here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so it happened in September of 2012. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that recent. Yeah, right? How, wow. I think it was only on my radar because I think Greg was like, oh, you should talk about the maple syrup ice. And I was like, that's wild. And I added it to the list. Yep. <laughs> that's probably what happened. Probably. So uh, in 2012, the Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers found a huge quantity of missing maple syrup during a normal inventory check in September. Um, enough maple syrup to fill one and a half Olympic-sized swimming pools had been taken, and its estimated worth was worth approximately $30 million. That's a lot. Yeah, remember when we were talking about how expensive yeah. maple yeah. syrup is? <laughs> yeah. What, a pool and a half or two? How many swimming pools? 1.5 Olympic-sized swimming pools. That's a lot of maple syrup. That's a lot Can of Can you maple imagine syrup. just dipping your body in that? Ooh. <laughs> can't imagine i don't know no, if i like can't it. not I imagine like that it. i wouldn't like it i think i would like it doing it but then when i got out yeah and i was all sticky yeah, and i that's... had maple syrup and all my lady bits i'd be like this isn't for me <laughs> yeah that's hello yeast infection oh, i don't know yeah i mean just take a shower what? yeah but if it's up in if it's up in yeah that's a problem sugar sugar's bad it yeah. breeds infections yeah that's true that's why you're not supposed to have popsicles when you just... have a sore throat because then you get strep Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's wild. I didn't know that either. I used to get strep all the time. So, you know, you just have some monostat on standby, <laughs> those little like suppositories, and you just pop one right up there right after you get out of the shower. Pop it right up. And it'll neutralize that sugar, no problem. Yeah. I think I would just be worried about like getting it out of my hair. Oh, it'll wash out. Mm. It's fine. I, I mean, have, that, I don't have that concern because no, like, you don't. And I have You're thin like, hair. Yeah. So, eh. nah, probably okay. good for you. I wonder if you could 
So in all of my research, like we know as New Englanders of the Great Molasses Flood that yes. took place yeah. in yes. Massachusetts, yep. um, the one of the um, investigative reports that I read about this situation, um, the reporter was an American reporter and he went to Canada and he he was interviewing and he like toured the warehouse where the maple syrup was stolen from and everything. And one of the questions he asked was, "Has there ever been a spill?" <laughs> and the woman he was interviewing just looked at him like he was like fucking nuts that is a valid question yeah and then he like was like oh well in the united states there was like a really big molasses flood and it actually killed people and then she just responded really deadpan there has never been a spill <laughs> i mean that's serious business also in the uk back in like the 20s or whatever there was like a beer like a giant yeah vat of like beer exploded and killed a bunch of people so with the maple syrup. So not a weird question, lady. I know. But with the maple syrup, it's not stored in one giant vat. It's in like drums. Right, 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 right. So right. They're in, it's in smaller storage, slightly different. So, so someone fucking snuck up, snuck up in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> someone snuck up in this bitch and just like stole barrels, barrels, wait, barrels? Barrels. Of maple syrup. Yep. So first this is like Buzzy from Disneyland. How does that happen? Yeah. So we're going to talk about it. OK. First, <laughs> I want to give like a really brief history of maple syrup. Cool. Uh, and how we started to actually like harvest it. And uh, I don't know. Farm it, I guess, is the right <laughs> term. I think harvest. Yeah. I did the research. Cultivate. I don't know. Cultivate and <laughs> harvest. So I have a bunch of photos in the drive of like early Native Americans and um, the sources I pulled from, some of the sources I pulled from, uh, referred to them as Indians. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Native Americans, um, Algonquins, uh, actually tapping maple trees. So according to, remember I mentioned the Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers. So they're the ones that noticed all this maple syrup missing. Um, this is a quote from them. Um, they said in Quebec, Indians, probably Algonquins, showed French trappers how to tap maple trees and collect the heavy water that the Indians used as balm and elixir. To Canadians, it's a story of cooperation. So kind of like the story of our like Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's like the Canadian version. We'll be getting to. <laughs> which we'll be getting to in another episode. Um, but the Indians had the sap but did not realize its potential until the French brought oh, over the cast iron pots needed to boil it down. Each side had half. Um, when they came together, they made something new. So that's like very sweet. They made sweet, and nice. sweet syrup. But actually, the indigenous people of uh, northern uh, United States, what is now United States and, and uh, North Canada, America, yeah. North America, that northern, continent, northern North, North America, America. yeah, um, had actually been boiling or or simmering pots of maple syrup. Also, they were already doing it. They were already doing They're it. They're like, oh, they didn't know. They didn't know, and then the French they needed came the by. French to okay. enlighten them. Yeah, so that's bullshit. a lie. It's lie. It's fucking we, lie. Colonizers. <laughs> I told Melissa I'm going to be saying colonizers a lot over the next two episodes. Over the next two episodes, it just makes me think of the the video. Have you ever seen the "Bitch Why You Lying" video? No. Bitch, why you lying? <laughs> why you always lying? It's like a dude like dancing and grinding. It's very good. Nice. You should look it up. Anyways, I will look it bitch, up. Bitch, why you lying? Don't know. <laughs> So uh, there is actually a lot of myths and legends um, around the discovery of maple syrup in uh, Native American lore. Uh, so one is that a chief found his villagers drinking the syrup and they were like they were like drunk off of it. Like they had like the sugar drunks like where they were. Just, <laughs> so like a sugar high. Yeah. Where they were just like 
drinking it and being like hella sugar lazy. coma yeah okay. and then he, he's like you know what fuck it like if we're gonna be drinking this we might as well boil it down and like i'm gonna force them to get up off their asses and do something productive so he's he was the first one according to this legend to invent boiling it down to like get it to a more pure product as opposed to like the sugar water that just comes out of the tree sugar water yeah um sugar water water. and then (laughs) it's also used in cooking um there's there's a theory or a myth that uh a chief threw his tomahawk into a tree in like a fit of rage and then the syrup poured from it and that's when he was like oh shit there's something in the tree because they never cut a maple tree down before that before that right definitely but there's all these different myths and legends of like the creation or discovery of maple syrup in native american culture and, and it's and, like the birth of venus but right no syrup. and red wine was made by that you know white deer dying in the ground and bleeding on white grapes and then that made red wine mm. mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. like in that episode that we recorded right. yes <laughs> i remember that okay i was there for that you didn't look like <laughs> no i was there i was there i remember it oh boy um so there were two different early methods of collection for the maple syrup from the tree one is that they would cut a v into the tree with like a um an axe or like a tomahawk type weapon and then put a basket on the underneath it and then it would seep out of the v down the trunk of the tree into the basket um and then another is um like that they'd actually like put a spigot in which is what we do today so like they drill a hole um and the French were the ones that like had an auger, so like a little like twisty screwy thing that they would like screw into the tree and then back out and then put the spigot into. So that like the French did bring that that tool, but Native Americans had already been. So they taught yeah. people how to fuck those trees, <laughs> basically. Yes. Okay. Um. In the 1800s, new types of pots and pans were invented. It was made way easier to boil, and then. Um, cane sugar also became really widely available too so um, up until this point they were using not just the maple syrup but also the maple sugar like boiling it down Mm -hmm. until it just was sugar Mm -hmm. Um, so they stopped doing that and the focus just became on the syrup and what they could use the syrup for was easier to yeah exactly Um, and then obviously with like modern innovations there's things like uh, pipes and lines like we mentioned earlier like it's a tradition for me and my family to go um, up along the mountain ridge where all of those little sugar houses are and as you're driving you'll actually see like all these blue lines that go from tree to tree to tree and they actually use um, like they'll have like a slight draw on them so you know like if you have like a straw or a tube and like you suck on it a little bit like mm-hmm. it'll create like a constant yeah current within it right so it's like that and they it draws from all the trees at once and then brings it downhill to a vat and then the vat then goes to the sugar house so there's all sorts of cool different things they use like machine learning and stuff now it's crazy but it's still it's interesting because a a lot of them it's still really primitive like it's really you just need a little bit of gravity and a hole in a tree and some firewood yeah yeah it's really cool and it's interesting too because like with different things like like global warming or climate change happening Mm -hmm. too like there can be really good seasons for this and really bad seasons for this so even though there's a bunch of technology and innovation now you're still kind of at the mercy of mother nature when it comes to what your yield is yeah if the tree's not producing the syrup it's not producing the syrup right Right. it all depends how warm the spring is it's all about like when the sap starts to run exactly so um canada happens to produce 80 percent of the world's maple syrup um 91 percent of that is produced in quebec um 
And then Canadian maple syrup is exported to about 60 different countries, and the U.S. is actually the main importer of them. So it's funny because I didn't realize this growing up in New England, like New Hampshire, Maine, and Vermont, like we make our own yeah maple syrup. Yeah, like I think like Canadian maple those syrup. Those are pretty yeah. small areas yes if you think about it and i never thought like the only the only spot in the entire world where you can make maple syrup is in like northern new england in the united states or this one particular region in canada because it's the only spot in the entire world where the climate is just right for these kinds of trees to grow and flourish right. and then the sap because to run in the it's spring a sugar maple as opposed right. to just like a <coughs> japanese well maple that's gonna or... change whoa <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, well, not if uh, a specific organization has anything to do with it. So remember at the beginning I mentioned um, the Federation of the Quebec Maple Syrup Producers? So this federation has kind of taken control of the entire market of maple syrup. Um, and they've actually been described as like a mafia. I was going to say, it sounds very The like... maple syrup mafia? <laughs> yes. Our episode title and band name. Totally new band oh name. Oh my god. <laughs> That's it. That's yep. so good. So, this maple sea earth mafia. They kill you with sweetness. Oh. oh. They're just really nice. They say sorry a lot. Sorry. And, until you're so upset about how you've wronged them that you just die. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> They're like Mormons. <laughs> yeah. So the Federation was formed in 1966, and it was tasked with taking a business in which few could make a decent living um, and making it really economical. So the whole idea behind their formation was really that, like, hey, from season to season, it varies very widely of, like, the amount of yield that any particular harvester can get from their, their maple crops, right? So we're going to, instead of having this be all willy-nilly in every season, like the prices fluctuate hugely because, you know, if there's a, a huge supply, then the prices go down. And if there's limited supply, then the prices skyrocket and the consumer can't count on anything. And the people who own the properties in harvest the maple syrup can't count on anything. We're going to regulate everything. So what we're going to do is we're going to work with all these individual farmers. We're going to, instead of them selling directly to the customer, they're going to meet quotas that we set as a federation and then we're going to store anything that goes above and beyond what we need for supply. Okay. So Canada has a maple syrup reserve. Other countries have a fucking oil oh. reserve or gold <laughs> reserve. Canada has a fucking maple syrup reserve I in love, case the apocalypse happens. I love Canadians. They're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. Come on. That's real cute. It That's is. so cute. It is. So, do they have Y'all. Mounties out? Do, they, do Mounties protect the reserve seriously, though? Like with the I mean, now they do. The since hats. the heist. Oh. Oh. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, so the idea is that they had set the price. They'd set the quotas. And then anything that was extra that went above and beyond in one particular season, they'd stockpile in case there was a really horrible season. So that that way prices wouldn't fluctuate fluctuate yeah. so yeah, yeah. greatly, right? Um, so this is a quote from someone who was interviewed by Vanity Fair who um, produces maple syrup in Canada. He says, it's a mafia. A producer who has defied the cartel recently said to the Globe and Mail. Um, Last year, they tried to seize my syrup. I had to move the product to New Brunswick at night. <laughs> this year, they hit me with an injection. <laughs> So they have all these different regulations about like 
who can sell syrup to whom, when you can move the product, how much you can sell, and like I said, what price you can sell wow. it for too. So a lot of people are like very upset um, that this organization exists. Um, others are happy because it, it keeps things like regulated and it's a steady source of income. Um, one of the main complaints that I heard from producers was that you as a producer don't get paid for the sale of your product until it actually sells. So like you have to send all of it to the federation and then they may put like 70 percent in the reserve and actually sell 30 percent you only get paid for the 30 percent that they sell the 70 percent that goes in the reserve they don't pay you for until they sell it Ooh. so that could be years down the line how long does maple syrup say it's, I, I, what's I, it I shelf life kind of like honey, honey. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Where it probably crystallizes, but right. it's still technically good. Like, you could still eat it. Yeah, that makes I've sense. never had maple syrup go bad. I That's either. a good question. I have no idea. I did not research that. Wow. I failed you. Wow. It's all right. Sorry. We'll forgive you. We have phone. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, um, this is, uh, like I said, the other countries have oil reserves or fuel reserves or nuclear reserves. Canada has maple syrup reserves yeah. which yeah, yeah, yeah. cracks me up um but because of this like tight control a black market has developed in canada for maple syrup yes maple syrup in organs yes <laughs> <laughs> maple syrup in organs in organs in maple syrup that's how they transport the maple yes. syrup they put it in black market <laughs> organs oh boy <clears throat> So um, from the reporting from Vanity Fair that I mentioned earlier, um, they reported that there's 13,500 maple syrup producers in Quebec currently. Um, Each is permitted to send a fixed amount to uh, the Federal Reserve uh, for sale that year. And it's a quota that's established on a yearly basis. Um, And then the they set the prices too so like there's no like fair market value because there's always a constant steady supply um set by the federation so it's never like one year if it's like rare but you had a good like harvest that you could make right more money yeah you're gonna make the same every year regardless. you're gonna make the same every year which is good if you have a bad year right it protects people and sure. it sets like a baseline it just removes the like that capitalist desire to i guess cash in on right make more profit based on right yield. yeah so um this reserve that the Federation has set up is in a town called Lorreville, um, which is a suburb of Quebec, and it holds 7.5 million gallons of maple syrup. And it stores all of that in, like, smaller barrels? Yes. So these barrels... What if the whole place blew up? Oh, that'd be... Would that produce It would be a, a national day of mourning in Well, Canada. yeah, but also would there be <laughs> maple syrup flooding the streets? Probably. Maybe then that woman would not have laughed. Right. At That's the what question. I'm saying. Stuff happens, yes. bitch. So it's filled with white. The, it's essentially a warehouse. It's filled with white drums stacked floor to ceiling. And the ceilings are roughly 20 feet high. There's some pictures in the drive of what this looks like. I was like. just going there. Yeah. Um, the it's average. Where the, it's like where the Ark of the Covenant is. Has. Yes. <laughs> the the uh, estimate for the value for the inventory on an average day is $185 million. Um, each barrel that is filled with maple syrup weighs approximately 600 pounds when full. Okay. So they're very heavy. 
Um, and then once a year, the Federation takes an inventory. Oh, they're like steel barrels. Or yes. Like, yeah. It's like what I would imagine nuclear like waste would be waste. stored in. Yeah, yes. like Tarman from Return of the Living Dead is in one of these things. <laughs> so every year, the Federation Nine takes minutes. an inventory. Um, and then the way the they take the inventory, which kind of like blew my mind, is that the inventory taker, because it's like a giant warehouse full of these barrels, so he'll count like, okay, it's like 20 barrels high or whatever, or 10 barrels high. And then he'll actually go up on a forklift onto the top of the barrels and walk on the top of the top barrels and count like, okay, it's like 10 deep and 10 wide or whatever. And then do the math. 20 feet up. 20 feet up. Nope. So this inventory taker did that. He was up on the forklift. He's walking on the tops of the barrels. What if they replaced it with like empty barrels? That's exactly what happened. What? I'm a criminal genius. <laughs> so he starts walking along with his little fucking nerdy clipboard. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the barrels start to like move from underneath him. Oh. And as I said, a barrel filled with maple syrup 600. is 600 pounds. Right, so it's yeah. not moving. That should not fucking happen. No. So he like gets really scared. And then well, he, he's 20 feet up. Yeah, so. he's 20 feet up. He gets the forklift. He gets down. They start to pull some of these barrels down and find some of them are completely empty. <gasps> and then he starts to like open up barrels that feel full and he finds fucking water <gasps> in a lot of these barrels too. Dun, dun, dun. What? Yes. How? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Well, why is easy. It's the dollar. How do you sell that much maple syrup, though? Like, that's like when people steal, like, priceless art, and then they have to sell it. Like, a lot of times they end up sitting on it because right. it's so difficult to sell without right. someone being like, right. Especially with this. the Federation having such tight control over the sale of this yeah, product. You don't fuck with Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong Federation. So they find 540,000 gallons had been stolen. That's roughly 12.5% of the total reserve. So they must have been doing this over time. Yes. Not all at once. Yes. And then they got lazy and stopped filling them with water. Yes, exactly. So this is something I found funny. This is from uh, the Vanity Fair article again. It it says the street value of the maple syrup. (laughs) Y'all hit me up, baby. I need some of that maple syrup. (laughs) was $13.4 million. Um, So... Obviously, an investigation begins. They coordinate between the Royal Mounties, U.S. Customs, and Quebec Police. Um, They question over 300 people. They execute over 40 search warrants. I thought thought you were going to... Yeah, I thought... (laughs) I was like, I don't think Canada does that. (laughs) What the fuck? They don't have the death penalty except when it comes to maple syrup. I was just going to say, well, it is the mafia. So Maple syrup mafia, baby. Oh, my God. How so do they, I join? Do I have to fill out a card? or <laughs> You just have to go to the border. Is it like joining a union? <laughs> and say a bunch of Canadian phrases. Oh. Like, A and sorry. Eh, you betcha. You have to like hockey a lot, though. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, surprisingly enough, the investigation actually is able to locate and... Um, take back most of the stolen maple syrup what so they're able to trace all the maple syrup to two main sources one is a a supplier in new brunswick that um sends it out like internationally and then another is a candy uh manufacturer i think in upstate new york it was in the united states 
So they had crossed the border with it. Mm-hmm. So both people or both organizations claimed that they did not know that it was sure, sure. hot maple syrup. And they keep using this fucking phrase. And it makes me laugh so much. Hot. Because hot maple syrup is so, so delicious. Hot maple syrup. <laughs> um, so... The sticky. So, sticky. Oh God. The investigation is able to identify the thieves. Um, there's one main mastermind with kind of like a second in command and then a bunch of other people who are in on it too. It was Boris and Natasha. No. <laughs> no, plot twist, it was Rocky and Bowling going. Oh. Uh it's Avic Karen and Richard Valerie. Um, Avic Karen's wife actually partially owned the warehouse that the Federation had rented. So he had security clearance to enter and exit, and there were no fucking security cameras. Well, I mean, it's maple syrup. But, like, Canada cares enough to have a fucking reserve of it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, put cameras on that. Um, So the two of these guys um, had had run ins with the Federation in the past. (laughs) So. You're having run-ins with the maple syrup mafia. So bad. Avic had been arrested for fraud the year before. And then Richard, he had tried to circumvent the Federation in 2007 and had purchased 1.5 million pounds of maple syrup from alternative sources. So illegally. Um, And he had been fined $1.8 million and he never paid. He just like was like, F you guys. Sure. Not going. Sorry, anywhere. I don't have the money. Yep. <laughs> so, Avic knew when the they were doing inventory, which is every August. So, in August of 2011, right after they do inventory, he goes in with Richard, and they start to like in a fucking pickup truck, wheel out like a barrel at a time, and drive it down a road, like into this backwoods sugar house, where they would then siphon it out into. A, and again, the articles made a big deal about this. An unregulated container. Heaven forbid you consume maple syrup that was stored in an unregulated container. It could have lead in it. Yeah. It could. It could be like. And it could be for non-potable water. That's true. <laughs> and then they would fill it with water and roll it back. And about like six months into doing this, they're like, fuck filling this with water. They just started like draining the barrels in the warehouse. But if they had filled, continued doing the filling with water, they probably wouldn't have gotten caught. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it's mm. lazy thieves. hubris. Yep. So they they end up getting caught, um, as well as twenty other people end up getting arrested Whoa. in this whole scheme this was a, this as was a well. Large, wow. Yeah. Large scale operation. Yeah. I mean, international news because uh, it, it it affected the global marketplace. For maple syrup, which is exactly what the Federation was designed to protect against. Sure. <laughs> sure. And so, also to explore new worlds. <laughs> and to go boldly. Where no man has gone before. We're doing birch. We're doing... Uh... They're making stuff out of birch yeah. now. You can get, like, birch beer. Yeah. 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 I've never had it. Yeah. Have Me you guys either. had birch yeah. beer? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. All I good? know about birch is, is that they uh, light on fire real easy. <laughs> Well, the bark does. The bark does. Yeah, the bark. If you're you're building a campfire, you should get birch Birch bark. Sure, Amy. (laughs) She's not wrong. I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm saying her reasons for knowing it. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. Birch beer is, uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I've never had it. It's like root beer. Yeah, I assume. Yeah, But light, light, sort of. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was just very quiet for a second. So yeah, that's the story of the great maple syrup heist of 2012. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. You're <laughs> sitting real far from the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yikes. All right. So I, I, can I say just one, one of thing? Of course. <clears throat> yes. Uh, maple syrup unopened will keep for a long time. Uh, glass keeps the best um, over 50 years. Do you have to put it in the refrigerator? Um, I store our maple syrup in the refrigerator. Nope. It says that they normally recommend not for more than two years, but you could keep it for 50. Wow. And um, so, yeah, it's like honey. Yeah. 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 Huh. Although honey is... I owe some coworkers an apology for yelling at them for not putting the real maple syrup in the fridge then. I feel like my maple syrup says that you should refrigerate it. Yeah. I think that that's probably a... Maybe uh, it's a once you open it thing. Yeah. I right. think that that's probably oh, like sure. more of a... Yeah. Just to keep once botulism out or whatever. It. Yeah. Botulism. Who gets botulism? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. Um, but yes. Yes. So... <laughs> A long time. That stuff will last. Good for a to long, know. Long Good time. to know. But so I in mean, the apocalypse, first trip was going to be going up to Quebec. Well, yeah. Anyway, Do that we maple need syrup to? Aren't there like house. fucking sugar shacks and shit up by where you live? There are, but they don't have that many gallons. They don't stockpile. We they don't, don't have a reserve. <laughs> you don't think that the maple syrup mafia is going to be guarding those warehouses in the event of an apocalypse? I I hope the next Fallout game takes place in Quebec. <laughs> So instead of having like the Institute, which is MIT, they'll have the Maple Syrup Mafia that like that's like the 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 central part of the plot. I want a T-shirt that says Maple Syrup Mafia (laughs) on it. We can make that's going to be our first. Let's do it. Our first merch. Our first merch. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to say my Maple Syrup Mafia. That's great. Yeah. Big fan. (laughs) Big fan. Yes. All right. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Are we done? Relatively short episode this time. Yeah, it's fine. We have another one to record tonight, so. And we are already drinking. And also, my tummy hurts from all the Chinese food. Oh. (laughs) So looking forward to it. Great. But anyways, um, yeah, we don't have to do all the things because we do the things All the things. They're already done. They're already done. Yeah, we can just say bye. Yeah. So bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Drunk Dish. For recipes and more, please visit DrunkDish.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Music. You can also follow us on Twitter at DrunkDishPod and Instagram at DrunkDish. And again, thanks for listening.